You're listening to the midweek service from Harvest Bible Church. We hope you enjoy this message from our guest speaker. To learn more about us, please visit harvestbibleonline.org. Well, good evening. Praise the Lord. We're glad you're here. Uh, we've had a lot of interesting things going on today and tonight. Uh, we you know, don't have somebody to do the kids, and we don't have any worship tonight. So we're going to have a great Bible study. And uh, we're going to take hold of the Word of God here. We're going to pray. And we got all the kids in one row here. they are got them kind of situated. They came in. We got them all organized there. So that's a cool thing. And uh, they're ready to go. Uh, and we're blessed. So they get to have things along that line. When I say along that line, they're going to color and they're going to listen. And if they get hungry, we got them snacks. So you don't get snacks. You just got to sit here and be nice, okay? So uh, they get privileged. But, you know, we are believing God to have uh, more and more people get connected and help and do. Kids are precious. They're valuable. I believe they're the church of today. And uh, they're important. Uh, so we are believing for good things there and uh, thanking God. You know, things come up. People, different things happen. And, and so, uh, you know, this is what happens. And my wonderful wife, Pamela, uh, just did not feel well tonight. And things, I think, just because of stress, trying to get everything ready for the dinner and and the, the whole country bluegrass uh, band that's going to be here uh, doing our dinner for us. Uh, and, of course, you know, the dinner's all sold out. We actually... Uh, we we had so many people you know want to do things late. We actually did it the best we could in here, and uh, we still couldn't accommodate everybody. But it's all sold out, and so uh, praise the Lord for that. We're gonna cram 126 people in here Friday night, and uh, we had you know 150 want to come. Uh, but praise the Lord. We, so that just means we get to do something bigger and better. Amen. We want to do things bigger. You know, one thing that you always got to know, you got to continue to grow and continue to go, but God won't give you uh, any more than what you can handle or any more than what you make room for. So that's why we want to make room for. You know, one thing that you always got to know that, that no ministry or church or anything uh, will ever succeed unless its dreams are bigger than its memories. You know, we thank God we've been here for 27 years, and God has done good. And of course, now God's, you know, just opened up, and things are just doing wonderful. And we thank God for that. We really, really do. We thank God for all that's going on. Wow, and it's, it's an amazing thing. But uh, with that, with growth, comes great opportunities for people to help, just like tonight and things like that. So, uh, hey, praise God, you're here and you want to be a part. Man, we want you to be a part. We want you to can get connected with us and uh, help and do and, and just and be a part of Harvest Bible Church. Because the more we take care of our kids, the more we take care of our youth, the more we take care of each and every one of us, God will bring us more and more people to take care of. Amen? And I, and I have great news. My dreams are far bigger than my memories. Okay? I am more excited and we're ready to go. I've been doing this for a long, long time. Uh, of course, I've been here for 27 years. I was 13 years in uh, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania before that. And uh, so if you do the math, that makes it, you know, 40. And then before that, I was in uh, Minnesota and different places uh, ministering and doing. So I've been in uh, for 42 years, almost 43 years uh, in ministry. 
And I used to say, I know I don't look that old, but I look that old now. So (laughs) praise God, I can't say that anymore. (laughs) But that's okay. It's better, it's better to, you know, to, 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 to age and to be blessed and to do things. So I'm happy about that. So let's pray, and we're going to enter right into the Word of God, uh, because I can't sing. So we're okay with that, and you don't want to hear me sing, and we definitely don't want to get it recorded. All right, so let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you. We honor you. I do. I honor you, Lord. I thank you for these wonderful folks that are here and for all of those that are watching. Father, thank you for uh, you touching lives. The Word of God knows no boundaries. The Word of God has free course in our lives. It changes us. And so, Lord, we're just going to share from our hearts. We're just going to share the Word of God. And, And as we get into the holy written Word, Father, we thank you that life comes from it. That you said your words are life unto those that find them. And Father, we're going to find them. We're going to set our eyes on them. You told us to set our eyes on it and get our ears ready to receive and to hear. Lord, you said we shall know the truth and the truth shall make us free. And you said that your word is truth. Jesus declared in John chapter 17, you know, verse 17, he said, my word is truth. He said, sanctify them with, with truth, Lord. And so, Lord, we, we honor you. We love you. We praise you. And, Lord, I just ask that you anoint these lips of clay. I yield myself as a vessel that you can use. Father, let them see you. Let the words that you want to see, let what you want to bring forth tonight be brought forth, touching lives. Lord, we thank you for that. We honor you for it. I give you all the glory and all the praise. And it's in Jesus' name that I pray. Amen and amen. Well, if you brought your Bibles, go to Philippians chapter 4. How many of you know it's Christmas time? As you can see, we started all of our Christmas decorations, and it's looking pretty good, but we got a lot more to go. They want to bring out a big bang and a big surprise on the dinner And uh, so you'll get to see it all. If you're not going to come to dinner, you get to see it all this Sunday. So it'll be good. But uh, uh, anyways, they're they're doing all that. So it's it's great. I'm really blessed along that line. So uh, we thank God for that. But, you know, when you turn on the radio or if you, you know, if you have uh, XM or, or Sirius or whatever that is, you know, all those things there, you know, you have all kinds of different channels that just play Christmas music. But there's a Christmas song that came on that just kind of, you know, I've heard it all of my life. But there's some, there was a phrase, two, three phrases in each one of these verses that have, you know, just kind of came to life. And I thought, man, that's exactly what we need right now. And it's called, Do You Hear What I Hear? It's, Do You Hear What I Hear? And I'm going to read it to you. I'm going to read the song to you. But it, it, the first part of that says, Do You See What I See? Do you, then the second verse says, do you hear what I hear? The third verse says, do you know what I know? Aren't you glad that we see things differently, that we hear things differently, and that we know things differently? What do I mean differently? We're listening to what God is saying. We're listening to what the Holy Spirit is saying. And God does great things. Amen? Amen. So I'm going to read this song to you. Then we're going to read the scripture here and just jump right into. And the the title tonight is so that everybody gets it is, Do You Hear What I Hear? Because believe it or not, here in uh, Philippians chapter 4 and verse 9, it talks about what we hear is what we see and what we see is what we do. So we need to know that our hearing and our seeing is so very, very vitally important. 
So you all know the song, but I wanted, I wanted to get it on there anyways. It says, the song is, do you hear what I hear? And it said, the, said the night wind to the little lamb, do you see what I see? Way up in the sky, little lamb. Do you see what I see? And it says, a star, a star dancing in the night with a tail as big as a kite. With a tail as big as a kite. And I'm going to stop right there. You know, when the wise men were following the star, there was something that happened that transpired. It's called the Bethlehem star. We all know that. We know that all of the planets lined up and it made this giant star with a giant bottom that was there that happened. And the only time it's ever happened was when Jesus was born. And the second time it's only happened was last year. Amen? And uh, which God's telling us and letting us know Jesus is coming back really, really soon. Amen? So there's things that have taken place. But I want to go on to read the next thing. It says, said the little lamb to the shepherd boy, do you hear what I hear? Ringing through the sky, shepherd boy, do you hear what I hear? A song, a song high above the trees with a voice as big as the sea, with a voice as big as the sea. Thank God that God's voice is always greater than anybody else's voice. Thank you, Jesus, that what God says matters more than anything else. And we've got to set our eyes on that. And then it goes on this, said the shepherd boy to the mighty king, do you know what I know? In your palace warm, mighty king, do you know what I know? A child, a child shivers in the cold. Let us bring him silver and gold. Let us bring him silver and gold. Then the next verse says, said the king to the people everywhere, listen to what I say. Pray for peace, people everywhere. Listen to what I say. The child, the child, sleeping in the night, he will bring us goodness and light. He will bring us goodness and light. I love this song for three reasons. More than that, but one of the big reasons is, is that it reminds us that we've got to make sure that we're looking and seeing at the right things. How do you know that everybody's trying to get your attention? Have you know? Have you never noticed that when you're talking about something, all of a sudden every ad on Facebook comes up? That you, what you're talking about, everything that you see, you know, you say, "Well, they're not listening." Yeah, they're listening. They know exactly what you're doing. They know exactly what you're, you know, taking hold of. And uh, uh, so the thing about this is, we know if they're listening, they're wanting to. What are they doing? They're trying to get things before you. What do we do when you're watching TV? If you look at all of the commercials, all things are ads promoting things they want you to buy. You know, they want to get a hold and they want to influence you. And you know that we need to understand that the greatest influence we need to have in our life is the Lord Jesus Christ. We always have to remind ourselves because... There, the devil's always going to remind you of your shortcomings. The devil's going to always remind you of all the junk that's going on. We've got to make sure that what we're seeing, what we're looking at, hallelujah, is what God says. Now look at the Word of God. Let's look at Philippians chapter 4. Let's read verse 8 just because it's good, okay? Philippians chapter 4 verse 8 says, Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, and whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, and whatsoever things are of a good report, if there be any virtue and if there be any praise, think on these things. Then he says, Those things which you have both learned and received and heard and seen in me do. And the God of peace shall be with you. 
Notice it said that, you know, those things that you've heard and seen in me do, and the God of peace shall be with you. See, because what you hear is actually what you see. And it's a, uh, whatever we set our eyes upon or whatever we're hearing, whatever, they paint pictures. You know, words paint pictures. You know that. That's what they do. They paint pictures. You can start describing things. You can start sharing things, and they paint pictures in your life. Because what you hear is what you see, and what you see is what you go do. That's why you got to guard what you hear. Go with me, if you would, over to, to Mark's Gospel, chapter 4. Mark's Gospel, chapter 4. For those of you that came in late, we just, uh, through a turn of events, did not have any worship tonight. We did not have any uh, person for kids' church. But praise God, you just get stuck with me because I always have to show up. I'm the pastor. And uh, I always show up, and the show must go on per se, but it's not really a show, it's what we do. But we thank God for everybody, thank God for all those that are connected, it just was something that transpired just you know, recently and stuff, so anyways, in Mark chapter 4, and verse 23, <clears throat> verse through 25, he said this, he says, if any man have ears to hear, let him hear. He said unto them, take heed what you hear, with what measure you meet, it shall be measured to you, and unto you that hear shall more be given. For he that hath to him shall be given, and he that hath not from him shall be taken away even that which he has. I'm going to read that to you to the Amplified, because the good old King James says, hath that thou and then, and, and it just messes us all up. But let me just read it to you out of the Amplified Bible. Here's what it says. If any man has ears to hear, let him be listening, and let him perceive and comprehend and he said to them be careful what you are hearing the measure of thought and study you give to the truth you hear will be the measure of virtue and knowledge that comes back to you and more besides will be given to you who hear for to him who has will more be given, and from him who has nothing, even what he has will be taken away by force. That's kind of a, an interesting subject, but what it says is we've got to watch out what we hear. That's content. You've got to watch what you're hearing, what you're listening to. Where do you get your information? How many of you, if you've ever been before a judge... If you've ever been before a judge and, and they're going to ask you a question, the very first thing, if you've ever been in a dispute or if you're doing that, they're going to basically ask you this question in fancy things. But the question is, how do you know what you know? Where did you get your information? How do you know what you know? What did you see? How many of you know you can put four people on diff four different corners of, a, of an accident and you're going to get four different views and four different opinions? And the object is, is to find out where the, where the dots connect, amen? But he's going to ask you, what do you know? How do you know what you know? What do you know? You know, I mean, you know that when we listen and we listen to things or when we look at things, we've got to watch what we hear. We've got to make sure that what we're hearing from the word of God. Now, go over to Luke chapter 8, because I want you to understand, hearing is so important do you hear what I hear? And when if you hear what I hear, man, there's a king coming. There, there's a move of God. There is a power. Yes, the world's going to get darker and darker, but the church, in the church, us, there's a presence, there's a power, there's a glory. There's a stirring. Do you hear what I hear? 
Amen? Man, I hear a sound. I hear a song and I hear a voice that's as big as the sea. See, my dream to go forward for the future is far greater than my memories. And you do realize I got a lot of memories, okay, behind me. Hallelujah. But I got a, I got a great future of what's going to transpire. Do I believe Jesus is coming back? Yes, I believe he's coming back really, really quickly. But am I going to stick my head in the sand? Am I going to fall back? Am I going to let the whole world just go, just, just, just die down? No, we're going to fight the good fight of faith. We're going to still decree and declare. We're still going to look at things. We're still going to rise up and say, no, God, we want to see more saved. So we want to have godly. We need the godly in, in authority because when the Bible says when the righteous are in authority, the city rejoices. We haven't had very many righteous in authority. Amen. Lately, that's a good point. We're believing, but that's not going to stop the church. Amen. Luke 8, 18 says this. Hallelujah. I'll get to it right here. Here we go. Luke 8, 18 says this. It says, take heed therefore how you hear. For whosoever hath, to him shall be given, and whosoever hath not, from him it shall be taken, even that which he seems to have. Let me read that to you out of the Amplified Bible. It says, be careful, therefore, how you listen. Isn't that a funny statement, how I listen? For to him who has spiritual knowledge will be more given, and from him who does not have spiritual knowledge, even that which he thinks and guesses and supposes that he has will be taken away. Aren't you glad that we're not guessing? See, how do you know what you know? You got to watch content. Well, you get the word of God on the sub. You have scriptures. You know what God says. So you, you guard it with what's taking place, what's happening. You guard your heart because your heart is, is your garden. Your heart is, is so vitally important. Remember on Sunday, I talked about there's three main things that we've got to have in order to, to reach the fullness that God says for our lives. Number one is we've got to be rooted and grounded in the love of God and settled in that love that God loves us and that we can exercise that love around because faith works by love. But the second thing was we got to have a clear understanding of the word of God. We got to have a clear understanding of the word of God, which what does that clear understanding mean? It means that we got to know how powerful the word of God is, how great it is, how wonderful. We need to know exactly how, how incredibly uh, 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 the word of God is so much more bigger and better than everybody else, than everybody else's word. God's word always supersedes everybody else's word. And the third thing was, is you got to know your own ground. You got to know if you're good ground. Amen. You got to know if you're good ground or you have good ground. Where are you at? If you're wayside or if there's thorny, you need to know your ground. You need to know who your ground is. Amen. Amen. And what your ground is about. Now, that's, that was Sunday's message. This one here ties right into it. How do I perceive or how do I grab a hold of this? Because it's hearing, not only hearing, hallelujah, but it's looking at it, seeing. Because what I hear is what I see. And then what I see and hear is what I'm going to do. It's what's going to produce the results in my life. Amen. And you got to be careful how you hear. That's attitude. Amen. It's tough when we look at things because, you know, if you don't guard how you hear, if you don't guard, you can actually come to church and backslide. You can come to church and actually lose out, lose ground because you come with a bad attitude. If you come with a judgmental attitude, you come and I'm going to watch everything. I'm going to look at this person. I'm going to check this out. I'm going to make sure this, you know, because the problem is our hearing has a lot to do with our receiving. It has a lot to do with our having. 
Amen? So we have to guard how we hear. Someone says, well, how do we, how do, we do that? How do we do that? You know, because I asked the Lord that, you know. I said, Lord, how do I guard how I hear something? He said, well, here's the key. The minute that you hear something and you hear something for uh, whatever you're hearing, you need to immediately check the attitude that it produces in you. Because if you immediately check the attitude that you produce, then you'll know who's doing the talking. You'll know whose faith you're following. See, we get, we get faith, we, we get faith or we get things from, well, we, we hear from three different voices. One is God's voice, which is his word. That's God's voice. That's what it does. Second thing is our own voice, our own things, or from human and people talking about human things and we, and we value this person's opinion or this thing and this person over there. So we get faith in human opinion. And then the third voice is the devil's. You know, because he's always putting us down. He's always bringing negativity. He's always doing things. So those are the three places that we're going to grab hearing from. And he's the one that's going to be doing. So we got to know who's doing the talking. See, if after we hear something, if we'll check what kind of attitude it produces, then we'll know whose voice is speaking. Did it lift up me? Did it lift up Jesus? Or did it give me a... A sour and bad attitude. Amen. Y'all okay? Hallelujah. Because I want to help you. Because we're living in a time and an age right now. You know we're living in in, in a situation right now that if we don't watch what we hear, we're going to have all these crazy opinions, you know, that are going to be doing all kinds of things. And listen, there are so many voices. The Bible says there are many voices in the earth. And none of them without signification, which means none of them, they all have, have a point. They all have a point. You know, it, it's crazy because you can take the word of God and I can take the word of God and totally confuse you and prove to you all different crazy things that don't make them right. You got to take the whole count, whole count. Paul said it like this, you know, he said in, in, in Acts 20 and 24, he said that none of these things move me, which he was talking about. But before that, he said, I have given unto you the whole counsel of God. He said, over the space of three and a half years, I have taught you and shared with you. He was there in Ephesus for three and a half years, preaching and teaching. And he said, I've done this with tears. And I just, here I am. And and I've given you the whole counsel of God. See, sometimes we get over into one area and this area, you can, you can get all, you can get out of balance in a lot of things. That's why you got to, it's the whole counsel of God, getting the word of God and bringing it back in to what God wants you to, to have. See, the thing about what, when you know you're walking in the truth of the word of God, it brings peace. Okay? It does. And it always lifts up Jesus. And it doesn't bring any fear. And it doesn't bring judgment. Okay? See, when you start thinking, well, that's wrong, I don't agree with that, that's terrible, and you're doing this. It's like, and hey, even if what you're hearing, and even if you're right, but when you have an attitude like that, you're in trouble. Amen. You know, you you check things. You got to guard your heart, because if you don't guard your heart, (laughs) hallelujah, glory to God, it, it, it will cause, hallelujah, it will cause 
you to say, I don't understand. I understand. Well, I'm trying to read the Bible, but the Bible's not life to me. It's just, I read the Bible and it doesn't, it doesn't make any sense. Or it's just, you know, it used to be where I read it and it'd be fun. You know why it stopped being fun and it stopped being life-giving? It's because you stopped doing it. God's not going to reveal anything more in your life till you do what he's already told you. It's amazing. If you've ever counseled somebody and then they come back and you say, hey, did you do, did you put into practice? Nah, I didn't really think anything. I didn't do anything. I'm still having the same problem, but I didn't do anything you said. Why did you schedule this appointment? Well, because I wanted to tell you I didn't do anything. I just, I just want to talk to you. I say, I don't want to talk to you. You don't, you ain't going to do what I said. Then why do I want to talk to you? I never say that. I'm really nice. I'm really nice. I'm so sweet. I am. You know, but see, we got to guard our heart. We got to guard what we're hearing because what we're hearing is painting pictures. We also got to guard what we see. So content is we got to guard what we hear, but we also got to guard how we hear. Amen. Because it'll mess us all up. It'll cause all kinds of things to happen to us. When that happens, it just really, really, really can, can, can cause uh, a great difficulty. I remember, you know, for those of you that have been around, but many of you here tonight, you, you've not heard the story, but I had a wonderful lady in my church that she thought it was her business in life to tell me everybody's problem in the church. You know, when you have a church of 600 people, she, that keeps her busy. That's what, you know, and back and doing things and stuff, you know, you got a lot of people. So uh, she was precious. She's precious. But uh, she was. And, 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 but she just, she would just, Hey, did you know about so-and-so? Did you know about this? Did you know about... And I'm like, yes, but I don't need to hear... You know, all the, and what are you going to do about it? And all these things here. And she just... Boy, she made me grow more spiritually than anybody else I've ever been around. And I can remember, I'd be praying. I'd be like, Lord, why doesn't she just leave? And God just said... He said, she's closer to me than you are. And I said, oh, my God, what do you mean by that? He said, because she's stuck right in the middle between me and you. And you've placed her there. And you got to walk in love and you got to forgive her and you got to love her. I said, Lord, I'm trying. I'm really trying, you know. And my wife would always say, well, her heart's right. I said, I could care less about her heart. Who cares about her heart? Her mouth is getting in big trouble. (laughs) And then the Lord gave me an incredible idea. He said, make her the information lady. I said, the information lady? What is that? He said, you want things to go through the church. You guys always want to try to do, you know, that was really before emails and all the things were really big and there was no texting and all that kind of stuff. We didn't have all the things we have today. He said, and, but she is in everybody's business. So what you do, if you want something good, you lock her in. So I literally locked her in a booth. Literally, it was four feet high. We got these big, giant things. She couldn't move. And I would lock her in. And two ushers had to pick it up and move it to get her so she could get out. But I'd lock her in. It was awesome. And then I would tell her things I wanted to spread all through the church. And I would tell her things. I said, you need to talk to people about this. And you need to share this. And man, gosh, it was awesome. See, we don't have an information lady here, so we never can because I shared that story. So nobody can ever volunteer for that, okay? But, but when I share this is that because she was hearing, she, she made it her business to get everybody else's problems, and man, she caused all, because at first she would tell me, I said, oh, no, I didn't know about that, and then I would go talk to them, and they would be so embarrassed. They'd be so mad. 
but I actually knew that. And boy, I got, I got beat up so much, so many times. I said, I'm done. I never go talk to anybody that hasn't come to me first. I'll pray for them. I'll pray you talk. I said, good, well, have them contact me. Well, pastor, you need to, no, I don't. No, 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 no. If they want, they, the Bible says, if any man's having some things, let them call. If you don't call, I'm going to pray. I'm going to find out. But you got to call. Okay? And that's just because of past, you know, Inse- you know, not insecurities, just past hurts, beaten up. It's like, no, nope, I'll, I'll deal with everybody, love everybody. But what I say that is, is that, how many of you know that bad attitudes spread like fragrances? And I mean, you know, you got you to deal with that. And I just turned it around. And thank God, you know. And let me just share a little bit about this wonderful lady, okay? She was a manic depressant for many, 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 many years. She'd been through all different cults, all different things. Came to our church, got saved, got filled with the Holy Spirit, got delivered. In fact, the hospital that she had four or five filing cabinets in that she was always in, when they found out that she was just incredibly doing great, they hired her to be over that section to help with all the other mental ill patients and all the other people that had all of these crazy things. And her husband, who would never, I mean, for all these years, who wouldn't do anything, he was like, forget, I ain't never, you know, because she was like going to every religion she could find, you know, and uh, he wouldn't do anything. He was like, I could care less, you know, came, got born again. All seven of her kids got saved. Okay. So, so, you know, man, I want to throw her away, but I thank God I didn't. Okay. So let me just share, and, and awesome. And to this day, praise God, it's precious, okay? But when I, when I share that, is it, is it, is it, and, and, you know, I don't even know she even knew she was doing that, to be honest with you. But boy, I mean, I, mean, I, I was on my knees before God a lot. Because I was having to guard how I was hearing. My attitude stunk. I know none of you ever did that. Y'all are just perfect. But, uh, but, Here's one of the biggest things that you need to understand, too, is that everybody sees things the way they are, not the way things are. And everybody hears things what they want to hear. They perceive what they want to perceive. Isn't it amazing? You, can, you hear somebody, they're in talking, and somebody walks out, and they go, man, but then you're like, whoa, where did you get that from? They got it somewhere. You're thinking, hmm, I like that. That's I don't know where you got that, but it's good. <laughs> or it's, it's bad, you know, one of the things that are there. Looking and seeing. Keeping our eyes, because here's, you can always know what you're hearing and what you're seeing by what you're saying. Or your actions, what you're doing, how you're preparing for something. You know, you know, it's, it's amazing. Isn't it amazing what the Bible says in, in Proverbs chapter 29, 18, it says, where there is no vision, the people perish. And so we look at that and go, well, what does he mean by vision? I'm trying to have vision. Well, in the New Living Translation, I like what it says because it's actually true. It says, Where, when people do not accept divine guidance, they run wild. Isn't that what we're living in right now? Because nobody wants to have divine guidance. They don't want to live in to truth. They don't want to live, live or listen to any kind of what the Word of God has to say. Upside down, you know, you got all these things and you're like, wow, isn't this crazy? Isn't this, you know, we can allow things to, and how you know our thoughts is something we've got to take hold of because the enemy wants to get you thinking wrong because he wants to isolate you, you know, 
He wants you to get you thinking that God doesn't love you. He wants you to get you thinking that, uh, you know, nobody likes you. He wants to get, get you to start thinking in line with all of the junk instead of thinking in line with the word of God. It's amazing how many people think God's mad at them. Or how many people think, well, God's probably not even thinking about me. And yet the Bible says, God says, I know my thoughts towards you. He said, I know my thoughts towards you. My thoughts are thoughts of good. They're pleasant. They're going to bring you an expected end. They're going to be wonderful. They're going to be awesome. You know, my thoughts towards you, this is what it is. I, I do. They're thoughts of peace. I think one of these days I'm going to preach on what really is peace? How do you really walk in peace? You know, because, you know, when people talk about it, they, they ask a lot of questions, but you can see that they're not walking in the peace of God because the peace of God passes all understanding, the Bible says. It means you don't know, it, nothing's changed, but I'm okay. It's going to be okay because God's, God's got it. God's got this thing, amen? God's got it. He's going to do it. Hallelujah. <laughs> You know, because our spiritual life and our spiritual vision or our understanding of divine guidance is always hooked to faith. That's what I love about God. Faith is the language of heaven. See, without faith, you can't please God. The Bible says in Hebrews eleven six it says without faith, you can't please God because you got to believe number one, God is number two, that God's a rewarder. He's not, he's not a taker. God's not taking. He's rewarding. And he's rewarding those who diligently seek him. But you've got to understand, God's a rewarder. And when you believe that God's a rewarder, it changes everything. It changes everything. I shared that story with you concerning the lady. Is because if you allow people to affect you, then what happens is, is that it's, it's going to taint how you hear. It's going to taint also how you're perceiving and what's going on. You're not going to get to hear right. You know, we've got to stay focused on what God's saying. How did he, you know, God gave us the word of God to hold us steady. Amen? Amen. And he said, listen, those things which you've both heard and seen in me do. Remember I shared with you the reason if the word of God is not life to you, it's because you haven't been obedient in another area of the word of God. You haven't done what he's already said to do. See, I don't know about you, but I've read, you know, reading through. I remember reading through and then getting to Matthew chapter 6, only getting six chapters in, and, and getting down there where it says, don't worry. Take no thought. Don't seek after the things that the Gentiles seek after, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. And then going on and realizing, guess what? I got to fix worry first. I got to fix, you know, not trying to do the other things. I got I to change the whole gamut of stuff. Because I found out that I had a lot of spiritual drains. You know, that a lot, what do I mean by spiritual drains? Well, spiritual drains are what, you know, Hebrews chapter 12 says. We've got to run a race. But we've got to lay aside every sin and every weight that does so easily beset us or what slows us down. And weights may not be sin so much as they're just things that are around us that just kind of kind of mess us up, you know. But really, most of the weights in the sins, they're, they're, there's a combination. Most people don't know, you know, because most people don't. And, I, and when you look at that, what is what is what is a weight or what is a sin? One of the biggest things is that we all have the wrong motive of why we want God to do things. Amen. 
Don't shout me down now just because I'm preaching real good. <laughs> Teaching. No, because we want to consume it on our own lust or we have selfish ambitions. We have, you know, desire. We have pride. Hey, because I, you know, hey, what are people going to think if it doesn't work or what are we going to do here? You know, and yet God said if we can lay aside these things and just trust him. Amen. One of the biggest things about us is most of us get double-minded. Because we get to thinking more highly of ourselves than we ought to think. We get to thinking that we know more than everybody else. Amen. We get to thinking, man, I've arrived. I don't know about you, but I, I've, been, I've been reading my Bible, and I've been serving God, and I've been a pastor for all of these years. I've been in full-time ministry, okay, full-time ministry, you know, doing what I'm doing, and, uh, 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 you know, for a, a long, long, long time now. You know, and um, um, well, basically, I'm trying to add up. It's so much it's hard to add up. I've been in ministry 42 years, in 40, almost 43. But you know, I did work a little bit here and there to, to help subsidize. But I've been in full, you know, doing things full time. But being paid full time for about 40 years, 40 years—that's all I've ever done. That's this is my occupation. It's what I've all done, and I'm a rare breed, you know, because many people haven't, it's not what they've done or what they do. They've had, to, they've had to do things, but God has blessed me. God has always done things, but I love what I do, and in doing it, I still don't know. The more I read the Word of God, the more I'm praying. The more I, I mean, in fact, now, I think I know less now than I ever did. <sighs> I'm trying. It's just tough. I look and say, okay, God, how do we do church now? We, everything's different. We don't even do church the same way. We'll go, we got all these things here we got to deal with you know, it's just all different but I'm having fun I'm thanking God for his amazing grace I'm thanking God for all that he's, he's done and he, and he is I tell you you know it's like wow this is, this is really cool but I know you know what thank God that I'm not where I can be see that's why my dreams of the future are far greater than my memories of the past and that's the, the blessing of it because I want to understand. And here's the thing, too, is that we want to help people understand. But don't get frustrated if people don't understand. Right. Yeah. Amen? Yeah. You know, we talked about, and when we talked about it on Sunday, too, and I'm bringing this, I'm tying this all together because we need to understand this for 2022, is that the parable of the sower. But did you know that before the parable of the sower, he actually said another thing he shared with his disciples before he explained some things here. In fact, go ahead and go to Matthew 13. You know, we talked about the parable over in, in Mark 13, but go to Matthew 13 because, you know, we know Matthew, Mark, and, and Luke, and, and they all kind of coincide with some of their stories and, and what, you know, what they were saying and doing, so it just gets, gets connected. And, uh, but in Matthew 13, in uh, verse 13, he said this, which was very unique. He, he said, therefore, I speak, to them in parables because seeing they see not hearing they hear not neither do they understand and in them is fulfilled the prophecy of Isaiah which says by hearing you shall hear and shall not understand and seeing you shall see and shall not perceive for this people's heart is wax gross and their ears are dull of hearing and their eyes they have closed lest at any time they should see with their eyes and hear with their ears and should understand with their heart and should be converted and I should heal them. Now look at verse 16. But blessed are your eyes, for they see, 
and your ears, for they hear. And blessed are your eyes and blessed are your ears today. Because you, you know that every one of you have had a revelation? Every one of you, it's, if you're born again, if Jesus Christ is the Lord of your life, you've had the greatest revelation of all. And did you know that you've, you, you've got, if you have enough faith to be born again, you have enough faith to receive everything and every promise in the word of God. Amen. If you have enough faith to know that you believe and you've received that Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior and you confess that with your mouth and you believed it and you said it, you know that there was a change in you. So that's the greatest faith that you're ever going to have to use. You've already done. You've already had a revelation. So it doesn't matter if sickness tries to attach itself. That's nothing compared to you being born again. You've had a revelation. And it's amazing because he said, blessed are your eyes for they see and your ears for they hear. And then verse 17 says, for verily I say unto you that many prophets and righteous men have desired to see those things which you see and have not seen them and to hear those things which you hear and have not heard them. Hear you therefore the parable of the sower. Woohoo! Glory to God. See, your ears are blessed, your eyes are blessed because we see this, we know this, we've grabbed a hold of it, we've got a revelation in our spirit and it changes everything. Amen. Amen. You have an unction from the Holy One and you know all things. That's what John said. I mean, isn't that a a great statement? He said, you've got an unction from the Holy One and you know, you've got an unction from the Holy Spirit and you know all things. He goes on to say, that's 1 John chapter 2, verse 20. Then he says, 1 John chapter 2, verse 27 says that you have an anointing that abides within you, that you need not that any man teach you. That same anointing that abides will teach you all things. That doesn't mean that you don't need a pastor, you don't need teachers or, or the ministry gifts. It means that you know when truth is being shared. And that's been my biggest thing through this whole pandemic, through everything, is you guys know the truth. Don't listen to lies. You know the truth. You know, I've had a lot of minister friends of mine, and they say, oh, well, now you're a doctor. I said, no, I'm not a doctor. I don't know anything about anything, but I know the Spirit of God. And I know the Holy Spirit in me, and I know that whatever brings fear is not of God. That I know. And I pray, and God says, okay, do this, do this. And it's like, yes, Amen. I'm not. I have not. I don't claim to be anything, but I know the Spirit of God. And I know the Holy Spirit's voice, and I know what He says. Hallelujah. And He's teaching me and sharing and talking. Praise God. I'm going to walk it out. Amen. See, because here's the thing you got to see it, and in order to see it, you got to hear it. See, faith cometh by hearing, hearing by the Word of God, but you got to see yourself with it. You got to see yourself in, in the things here. You know, it's, I mean, so many people, so many things going on that, you know, and people call us for prayer constantly and and encouragement constantly all around the nation and all around things. And it's like, and my biggest thing when they call, say, I'm facing this. I say, okay, here's the thing. You've called me. Fantastic. Now you got to help me fight. As long as you're fighting, we'll win this. I can hold you. I'll get you here. See why? Because I'm a pastor. Why? Because they called me. The Bible says, if you call for the elders of the church, if there be any sick among you, let them call for the elders of the church, and then anoint them with oil, and the prayer of faith shall, shall save the sick, and, and, and it'll raise them up. Amen? Amen. And if they give me that authority or give me that ability, now if they don't give it to me, then I can't. But if they don't want it, they're not going to fight with me, I can't do it. 
Unless the Lord supernaturally tells me, and then I can, and there's some things. But, uh, you know, but the key is, is getting them. I said, no, you got you to do this. Let me encourage you. Let me strengthen you. Let me talk to you. Let me, let me get the word of God in you. And then we've been able to bring everybody out of what they're going through. Get them healed. Get them, get them off of things. Get them out of the hospital. Get them, because I can get them to fight with me. Get them to work with me. Get them to come and say, listen, I'm going to encourage you. I'll stand with you to make it happen. You know, here it is. Hallelujah. Because why? Because that's what the word of God says. I got to get them to see themselves receiving the end of their faith. See, they're hearing what's being said over them. Now I got to get them to hear something different being said. And I got to get a different picture on the inside. And I got to get them to look at that picture to be bigger than the picture that's being trying to be put onto them. See, my faith will give substance to whatever I'm seeing. But if I'm seeing the wrong thing, if I'm planning my funeral or if I'm planning this to happen, that's what my faith is going to get to, okay? I mean, we're in trouble. We're going to be this here, you know. And see, we've got to get our vision from God. Listen, now's not a time to throw up your hands because our thought processes is not about stuff. It's about people, and it's about bringing back the Lord Jesus Christ, and it's about living our life in, in line with the Word of God, and God will make sure that every need is met. God will make sure that we have more than enough. God's going to make sure that we have more than enough everything to fulfill the gospel, to bring people to life, and, and to have a place of refuge so that we can minister to them, love on them, encourage them, strength, so they can go out and love and strengthen everybody else around them. Amen? That, that's our goal. That's our desire. You know? But people need to know how, why you're here, what we're doing. You know, what is Harvest Bible Church here for? Why do we do? We're here, how to do it? To touch lives. We're here to get as many people saved, you know, as we can. Somebody once asked me when I first came, well, what's your vision? I mean, what do you, I said, well, my vision is in connection to the number of people that need to be born again in San Joaquin County. There's 781,000 people in San Joaquin County. That's a few folks. That's just enough to start with. Hallelujah. My vision is to bring and to build a strong local church that's going to affect the world, which we have. We support 27 different ministries monthly. We affect, we have people all around the world. There's no place in the world that you can get stranded that I can't have somebody come to you and help you and minister to you and get you out of that country within 24 hours, which is a blessing. It's good to know that. It's good to know people in, in places. You know, but it's because we've built a reputation because we're loving people. But our heart is to build up the body of Christ, too. See, reach, build, and honors. We're reaching the lost. We're reaching everybody who's down, all the backs, all the ones that have fallen. We want to reach each and every person and, and encourage and strengthen, get them born again, get them filled with the Spirit, get them on fire for God, and then tell them how they can stay on fire. Amen? Amen? How they can stay in the things of God. Amen? And then also, we want to honor God in everything we do. We want to make sure that we have integrity in allowing God to be God. Amen? That, that's our heart. That's what God wants to do. See, it's, it's not about just hearing a message. And I'm going to end this thing because you guys are so precious. You keep drawing things out here. I, I, I got six pages of notes, and you want me to go through all six of them. I don't want to do that. I've never done that. But uh, then again, I started out here. So here we go. It's not about a matter about hearing a message. It's actually a matter of you keeping something before your eyes. What is the vision? What is what you're seeing? What do you do? What, you, know, you know me. I'm a farm boy. So what cranks your tractor? What's your passion? What's the, what thrills you? 
You know, that's one of the biggest things in my life is that people always ask me, and I've been in, in our ministerial organization and, of course, in things and stuff, and they always say, you're just always up. I said, well, that's my makeup. I mean, that's just, that's just I'm that kind of guy. I'm always, the glass is always half full. It's never half empty. I mean, I'm just, that's just the way I is. I can't, I can't, you know, I get people mad at me about that. I'm sorry. I thought I was the normal person, but I found out I am totally abnormal. But, because uh, everybody who's normal usually gets depressed and usually needs some help and they, you know, get discouraged and they say, well, you know, it's, you know, it's, it's, I don't know. I don't, like I said, I'm just, that's my makeup. So thank God that's my makeup. I mean, that's why I, I am always that way. And uh, I don't really make, you know, I'm not making excuses for it. It's just that, you know, of course, I do read my Bible every day. I do fellowship with God every day. And I do ask him to help me every day. And, you know, it's amazing. Every time I go into the throne of God, he's not going, man, it's just a bad day today. It's just not a good time for you to be asking something. <laughs> he never tells me that. He always tells me. Hey, what are we going to do here? Let's do something. I said, yep. What do you want to do today, Father? Let's do this. Who do we want to help today? Who do we want to encourage? Who, needs, who do you need me to call? Who do you need me to, to touch today? Who do I need to rise up? And, and who is it today that just needs your word? I want to exercise my faith today. What do we need to exercise my faith today, Lord? I want to exercise my faith. What do I need to exercise my faith in today? Amen. I do that every single day because, you know what, this faith life ruined me for the ordinary. And it literally stopped me from having blue days, having bad days. Someone says, would you have had? Yeah, I've had some bad days. I just, you know, speaking about tractors, I was loading up. And I, you know, I don't even own a farm. And I own a tractor. And I rode a tiller that hooks up to the tractor. I own trailers. I own all kinds of things. I said, Lord, I got everything prepared. Where's my farm? But it hasn't come yet. Anyways, so because, you know, why have all that? Because we have hay rides here. We just do all that stuff. So somebody had to get all that stuff. So I own all those things. So I was loading up the tractor, and I got in a hurry and forgot to, to latch the hitch. So I backed the tractor up on the back of the trailer. It just shot, hit my nice truck, and just put that thing right into my tailgate. And just, boom, put a nice big dent and scratch and all kinds. Of, you can see it. It's out there. Hallelujah. <laughs> Glory to God. And I had a choice. There ain't nobody around to blame but me. <laughs> Man, that's, that's when it's the worst. Because if you got somebody, you got somebody. See, you understand that, right? Right, ain't rare and you got that. It's like, dude, it's got to be an apprentice somewhere. <laughs> but it was just me. It was just me and the tractor. And the bad thing, yeah, it was, it was the bad thing is I had to drive the tractor off the trailer to get the, you know, to get the trailer off the truck. So anyways, but that was, so I've had some bad days. I've had a lot of things that have transpired. But what, what am I saying is that you need to understand how we've got to watch what we hear. We've got to watch how we hear because that's going to show what we see. And we, we've got to get things before us. If your future is not brighter than your past, you're in trouble. If you don't think there is, listen, the greatest future we have is we're going to be with Jesus. The greatest fear, man, glory to God, we're one step closer. And we are one step closer. There are things that are happening. And here's one of the biggest truths. And like somebody said, well, you said you were going to close before. I know. You know, I have many closings, but one finish, okay? I I do that. My kids, when my kids are in church, they should say, Dad, you closed 10 times today. They counted. They'd always tell me, okay, you did this, you did that. You know, it's it's great to have honest kids (laughs) to tell you how, you you know, how bad you did. You know, but it's, it's good. 
But you know, when we look at it, is that don't think that just obedience. Obedience is better than sacrifice, but you got to be willing and obedient to eat the good of the land. Okay, you got to be willing and obedient. See, there's, 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 there's obedience. And a lot of people, they, you know, the Bible talks about three different kinds of obedience. First of all, it talks about instant obedience, which is what it wants you to be. God wants you to instantly obey. Listen, if God's tied your blessing, what you're praying about, you're for somebody else to be obedient to help you get to that place, then how fast you are to let God help you to help somebody else is how fast you get to receive. Because what you sow, you reap. Amen? You know? Hallelujah. And then God wants whole obedience, not partial. But you know, those two, even just doing those is not going to get you everything or get you to the fullness because the one thing that God really loves is he loves joyful obedience. (laughs) So you've got to change your ought to to I want to. Well, I know I ought to do this. I know I should do that. I know. It's like, no, you change your ought to, to want to. And then you want to do it. I get to do it. I don't have to do it. I get to do it. It's so much. It's such a joy. See, then that changes everything. Changes your whole attitude. Changes your whole outlook. And you're like, wow, this is awesome. Amen. So joyful obedience simply is let's just do what God's called us to do. Amen. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you for these wonderful folks that are here and wonderful folks that are watching. Father, I just trust. I've just shared my heart tonight, sharing that a song just stirred me up about, do you see what I see? Do you hear what I hear? Do you know what I know? Man, I want them to see what I see. I want them to hear what I hear and the sound of my spirit on the inside. And I want them to know. I want them to know, Father, that you've got it all in control, that you've got a plan, you've got a purpose, and you want your church to shine. You said the gates of hell shall not prevail against your church. Hallelujah. And the gates of hell have raised themselves up, but the church is going to shine, and we're part of the church. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. And then, Lord, the very last part of that verse says, the king says, do you hear what I say? Do you hear what I say? And he began to say, this child, this child is going to bring peace and joy. This child is going to bring what it needs. And thank God, Jesus, you brought it. And we get to receive it. Lord, thank you for that. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Father, for your amazing grace. Oh, I love you. I love you. I love you. You're so wonderful. And Father, we honor you and love you and praise you for your grace and your mercy. And Lord... I don't know everybody in their hearts of everybody here or everybody watching, but we always give an opportunity for people to get born into the kingdom of God. That's my heart as people would know Jesus Christ as their Lord and as their Savior. Father, you can go to heaven poor. You can go to heaven sick. You can go to heaven discouraged. You can go to heaven depressed. You can go to heaven uh, a lot of ways, but you cannot go to heaven without knowing Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. And so, Father, no matter what's going on in people's lives, they need to know that Jesus Christ is Lord. And all it is is believing in our heart and confessing with our mouth, and that changes everything. 
Hallelujah. Father, that's my heart. So if there's anyone here that doesn't know Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, or you want to come back to God, I want to pray. I want you to get, man, I tell you, it, it, don't stay away. Don't, don't run and say, yeah, but I've missed it up, and I've been this, and I've been that. Listen, don't let offense stop you. Just get forgiveness. Ask God to forgive you. Man, if you've been messing up on how you're hearing, you had a bad attitude, change it. Hallelujah. Just change it. Hallelujah. God loves you. Hallelujah. Amen. Glory to God. Father, thank you for that. We thank you and praise you for it. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Hallelujah. Thanks for listening to this podcast from Harvest Bible Church in Stockton, California. If you live in the area, we would love to have you join us at one of our services on Sundays and Wednesdays. You can check us out at harvestbibleonline.org for location and times. We hope to see you soon.